Thank you for listening to this message from Southridge Community Church, located in Clinton, New Jersey. We hope God speaks to you through this message today and that you find new ways to apply His Word to your life. Additional messages and more information can be found on southridgecc.org. So let's get started. Well, good morning. Praise the Lord. It's so good to see you guys this morning. It's so good to be here and uh, just grateful for the opportunity to share God's word and to, yeah, spend some time together. Um, let me pray why, uh, as we uh, open up God's word this morning. Um, Heavenly Father, we thank you. We praise you for the loving God that you are. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the power, and all the praise. Just thank you, Lord Jesus, that uh, we didn't choose you. You chose us, that you tell us in your word, this is love, not that we loved you, but that you first loved us, and we just give you glory for that this morning as we come into this space together collectively as the body of Christ, whether online or here on site. Lord, we just want to connect with you. We want to commune with you. We want to... um, be touched by you um, as we continue in worship, as we open your word, as we spend time with one another here in this space, even for those of us also online. So Lord, have your way. Um, Have your way with us. Uh, Take control, Lord Holy Spirit, in your name, amen. Amen. So this morning, uh, I'm going to continue in this series, Note to Self, and um, I don't know, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, I got a call from Jay, Jeremy, Pastor Jeremy Moore, and he said, Pete, he said, uh, would you be willing to potentially come and speak um, on this weekend? And I said, yeah, sure. And I said, well, what, what's the topic? He said, we're just going to continue with the series, Note to Self. And, um, and so I thought to myself, wow, what would, what would Note to Self be for me? And the first thing that, a bunch of stuff came to mind, but one of the things that came to mind was Galatians 2.20, which says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. So my note to self is, I am crucified. Pete, note to self, you know, you are crucified. My wife really liked this when I said, my note to self is going to be, you're dead. Um, she thought that would fly. Um, and as a writer, I take her seriously. So we're just going to spend some time looking at this scripture For me, uh, this particular scripture has meant a lot to me over the years. Um, As many of you know, one of the reasons why I serve with our hub and that that is a ministry that um, that we've we've launched and we've begun is because it's something that comes from my heart as somebody who is a recovering alcoholic and drug addict who was rescued by the grace and love of Jesus Christ in my darkest hour of my addiction. And in in that moment, in those beginning, those beginning Days in those uh, beginning moments, in the beginning of this intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, the guy who led me to the Lord outside of an AA meeting 
One of the first things that he did to me is he handed me this little plastic pack. It was filled with memory verses. And he said, memorize God's word. I don't know if you're familiar with the ministry called Nav Press, but they, I think they still have these. These are these little packs, you know, memorize God's word. Man, I thank God that that guy told me, memorize God's word. Because my mind was, a, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that sometimes it can't get there today, but my mind was like a garbage pail. And, and things would come up from my past, and, it, you know, there were so many things that were trying to drag me back to the old way of life and convince me that this work that Christ did inside of me really didn't happen, but yet God's word became the grounding, the sanity, the place I would return to over and over by God's grace. And one of those first scriptures that I memorized was Galatians 2.20, note to self. And so, you know, I don't say this to be sound spiritual, um, but the fact of the matter is, is that I, 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 Galatians 2.20 has been a part of my life for like well over 20, 20 years. Obviously, the whole word of God is a part of our lives. But this particular scripture meant a lot to me, and it was one that I would return to over and over and over and over and over again over the years. Kind of, like I said, a grounding point for me. It was, you know, in the chaos of my, my mind, in the chaos of my heart, and in the uncertainties of this life that we live, this human existence, many, many times, just sitting with Galatians 2.20 became and was and still is today my sanity. In the battle that we're in, you know, the darkness and the light, we're now in that battle, right, as children of the light. And this scripture has been like a weapon in my arsenal in that battle, reminding me of the victory that Christ won for me and that I was, am invited into and now is also my victory in the battle. You know, it, it, um, when I fear or I get nervous or anxious about my relationship with God and feel a distance or my communion with him might be a little bit more of a longing than just an actual communion, I'm reminded that Christ lives in me and so on and so forth, you know, and ultimately I just love the, 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 the second part of this verse and as it says, you know, now today... You know, I live a life of uh, faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. Like, when I feel like I have no value and I feel like I have no worth along the way, the scripture reminds me that I personally am loved by God. I pray it reminds you of the same things this morning. I pray that it this morning as we open up God's word, which is our sanity, that we might find a, that our hearts are at rest a little bit and our minds are at rest a little bit, knowing who we are in him, knowing that the work that he accomplished on the cross is ours, that we uh, are stable and secure, that he's in us, living in us and through us, that we are loved by him. And that this life of faith that we live is totally grounded in Christ. So those are some of the thoughts, and some I'm hoping that somehow I'm able to give something today to, to, to each of us and, and bring something into our moment this morning that 
It can be given away. And ultimately, the only real thing of worth or value for me or any of us to give away is nothing other than Christ himself. And just praying this morning that we are encouraged and strengthened in our walk with Christ and our relationship with him. So let's just take a minute to, to break down this scripture. And... Um, pull a few of the truths out of here, and hopefully reflect on this. I think one of the things for me about this particular scripture, and you might have already kind of caught that in, my, in the way I'm talking about it, is that I, I receive this scripture personally. Paul says it for himself. He speaks it in the I am, right? I am crucified, you know. Christ lives in me, you know. Um, and I, so I take it just by faith that these truths that Paul is explaining, that he was inspired by the Holy Spirit, that, they, they are, they, that I receive them. This is who I am. This is who I'm growing into. This, this is personal. So, so I just want to encourage you as we open up the word this morning to take this personally, when it says, I am crucified with Christ, take that personally. You know, I no longer live. It's personal. It's, I've taken ownership of it, or it's really, we should say, it's taken ownership of us. You know, allow it to take ownership of us. You know, it's taken ownership of me. The realities that we speak about today are Christ taking ownership of us. And uh, he's, the, these things are personal. These things are very personal and intimate. And they reach to the deepest center of who we are in Christ. And so maybe receive it in such a way. So as we look at this today, you know, I, as much as you're able to kind of hold that thread along the, the way, this is personal. This is about me. This, is, this, this, this translates directly to who I am. In Christ. So again, here it says in Galatians 2:20, I am crucified. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Note to self, I am crucified with Christ. You know, I've been meditating and thinking about this over the the, the past few days, uh, more specifically. You know, one of the things that has come to mind that was really interesting is that, you know, there's been a lot of people who have, who have died, gone on. There, there are a lot of people that have been crucified. But there's one that we have been crucified with, and his name is Jesus, Christ. What Paul is saying here is definitely a mystery that we see through the eyes of faith and we experience in the inner places of our soul that we have been crucified with Christ. We were there with him by faith in Christ. We have been crucified with him. You know, this, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a historical event that happened on Nathan's timeline. <laughs> it's over there in the shadows, but it says some 30 AD. Christ died 
And by faith, all those who believe died there with him. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ. Well, what, what, who's the I in this? In my best understanding, in, 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 in the way I see this, and I think it's biblical, is that the I that died there is the Pete who was without hope and without God in the world. My old self, my old man, my self-seeking, selfish, self-centered, sinful person apart from God died there with him. He gifted me the opportunity and the reality to share in his death. The Bible says that we've been baptized into his death, forged with him in it. Um, And so this is what Paul's talking about here. I am crucified with Christ. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. You know, as I was thinking about this this week, something that was really fresh for me as I was meditating upon this was this this reality, this picture, this that hit me and, 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 and filled me. And it was, why in the world would God allow me to participate with him in the most costly, greatest act of love that would ever happen in all of time and space and eternity. What an act of love for me and for you to be crucified with Christ, to be given this this place like, Uh, A human garden variety sinner like me with just, oh, just so much need, not just within me, but in the reality of my lostness with God and my inability to ever get back right with him. And, oh, I have a propensity away from the things of God. I'm very much human as as any other human being. Yet in his love... He allowed me to participate in his greatest, most costly act of love. The moment when God stepped out of time and space and became a man and then gave himself and waged war with the powers of darkness, destroying the power of sin, death, and fatally wounding the serpent's head, disarming the powers of the enemy. He included me there in the victory with him. That's mind-blowing. That, that filled my heart. It's not something that I had seen before uh, as clearly as I did this week. Sometimes these subtle, these subtle, these subtle realities we miss. And, and the reality is that that's how much God loved us. I mean, that's incredible that he would allow us to participate in his death. Wow. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. And that it was complete. And that it is finished. And all that took place there has happened, has already transpired. And it is now also mine in Christ. His finished work is now yours and mine. Wow. 
Hallelujah. Okay, so the days go by and the nights go by and the craziness and the insanity of this life and the uncertainties of it all, the pain, the trauma, the suffering, all of it, the doubt, just every day like, ah, I feel like garbage. And I've been crucified with Christ. Grounding. Get grounded there. Get grounded there. Get grounded there. <laughs> Let it take hold of you. Because it already has. This is already transpired in the life of the believer. You're already victorious. You're already You've already been loved. You've already died. The old you has already died. So then he goes on to say, I no longer live. This is in the scripture in Galatians 2.20. I am crucified with Christ. I have been. It's historical event. Done. Finished. I no longer live. And that's the note to self. Pete, you're dead. The old Pete. This to me, I've also, another, another new kind of, for me, insight to, to, to what Paul is saying here and this reality for those of us who are in Christ um, is that I, I no longer live. The Pete who was apart from God without hope and without God in the world. The you who was without hope and without God in the world, the Pete who was radically lost, the you who were radically lost in Christ does not exist anymore. Now hear me out. I believe that's true. Because what you see today and who you are today is all of who you are in union with the divine nature of God. You're born again. We, that's Jesus said you're born again. You've been born of the spirit now. It, you, you're, you are the spirit version of you. You are a spirit man. You are a spirit woman of God's spirit, man and woman. We, 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 are, we, are this, we are now this union between the two. As much as we could push the limits on, on this, I don't even think we even can begin to scratch the surface on all of what this actually means in defining who we are. But it's something like the hypostatic union where Christ, who was two, became one man. The human and God becoming one. Now, the scripture says very clearly that we are one with Christ. We're in unity with him. This union is inseparable. It's in, in, it cannot be broken. Paul speaks about it in the book of Romans. He goes on and says that there is nothing that can separate me from the union that I have, the union of love that I have in Christ. 
Nothing can separate it. It's done. It's finished. You are a different person. Now, yeah, I'm not, Peter, you're, just in, you're, you're taking away the whole process of sanctification. No, I'm not. That whole process of sanctification, yeah, that's all still, in, that's still there, right? But the person that I once was is dead. You will never see Pete without God again, ever, ever. You will never see you without God again. Your relationship with him is so intact, so secure, that nothing on the face of this earth, no power, nothing that could happen in the present or the future, neither angels, demons could separate this union that you have in Christ. Nothing, the Bible says. And so anyway, Paul also, uh, you know, kind of opens our mind to that in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, when he says, I am a new creation. The old is past, and the new is here. The new you is here, right here, right here. The new you is here. You in Christ is here. It is here. It is present. You don't have to try to reach for it. You don't have to try to make it happen. It's already been done in Christ. Now, this does not take away our need to participate with Jesus Christ in conforming us into his image and likeness and becoming more and more this vessel of love. But the reality of who we are and who we are to is, 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 uh, is certain. Amen? So I no longer live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I uh, obviously work with people who struggle with addictions. I'm a person who's recovering alcoholic and drug addict. In recovery, so to speak. Um, and whether you're in recovery or you're not in recovery, God is obviously in the process of recovering us all. And you know, I want to be delivered from the junk that's in my head. <laughs> Maybe you don't, but man, sometimes it just gets to be a little much. I want to be delivered from the things that I do that I know that harm me when I'm eating. A, I was talking to this guy in the, in the, in the store at ShopRite, you know, this other work, this guy, you know, this other blue-collar dude and myself, we got both freezers open in the friendly section because it's on sale. You know, and, and, and we're talking about this, and we're like kind of back and forth, and it's just like... Yeah, bro, I'm, I, I'm, I keep this thing open a little too long, you know, and I'm looking, he goes, yeah, me too, you know, like stuff's on sale. He's like, yeah. Then we start talking about how we eat it. I'm like, bro, I don't eat these things in like portions. I eat the whole thing. And I go, sometimes I do all right, and I eat half in the morning. But by the end of the night, it's gone. And then the other day, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to stay off sugar and all this other stuff, you know, and... Stuff's on sale, so I bought some double Dunkin' Friendly's ice cream, and man, I don't know, that, thing, that thing's gone too. It was crucified. <laughs> um, but what more freedom can we have than to be delivered from ourself? Oh. That's what Jesus has done. And that's what he's in the process of doing. And one day, when we pass through the veil of death, we will experience the fullness 
of who we are and who he is. We will know as we're fully known. I believe Paul was saying, man, I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I've been delivered from myself. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. I love this, this, this whole progression. Again, for me, in, 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 in my own journey, in my own time with the Father, in my own desperation and deep question, help me with this. God, what, does, what are you saying? Um, the, uh, I no longer live, but Christ lives in, in me. I've had this whole kind of paradigm, kind of a shift, so to speak, or, or growth spurt in my walk with the Lord in this whole area of Christ living in me. I mean, I, I knew this. I've studied this. But it's becoming more of a reality for me. But perhaps the sweetest moment for me in this is, and I pray it is for you too, is to realize that Christ, in its most simple but yet most profound reality, he is in me. Yes, He's everywhere. The glory of the Lord fills the earth. There's nowhere we go that he is not, but yet he dwells within me and within you. Christ is in me, and he is in you. And that, my friend, that reality, just to get it from here to here and sit with it for a little while, is perhaps one of the most moving, beautiful realities of our relationship with God. Um, you know, so for me, over the past year, after, you know, a couple times when I've had a chance to talk, I've told you I've been going through this, this huge discovery, awakening moment of me trying to figure out who I am again, and God just revealing his love to me, and just the simple reality, Peter you are my son, and I am your father. I love you. This is a relationship of love. Just discovering and diving in a little deeper, Jesus said the kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God is in you. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. At the center of the believer if you were to strip everything away, there you would find the immeasurable, incomprehensible essence of Christ himself. Within us is the kingdom of God. Which ha it's, so there's so much to be um, opened up to, so much to be discovered about Christ and his kingdom in me and in you. But I encourage you to begin that journey and realize that at the center of who you are, there's Jesus. There is Jesus. 
And uh, that's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Again, we go, oh, you know, I'm working real hard to get, get more of Jesus. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, to, to put away the old stuff and, 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 and have more of him. And he's within. He's already there. We find him in silence and meditation and prayer. The same practices that Jesus practiced regularly in his life when he woke up early in the morning to be with a father. You know, praise the Lord. Our greatest capacity is to commune with God. This is our greatest capacity, to commune with him. So uh, we move on. These are just some thoughts that that I have... um, had, had, have been um, meditating upon. So we move on. It says, I no longer live, but Christ, oh, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. This life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. So, you know, he says, I've been crucified with Christ. I'm dead. I no longer live. Christ lives in me, but guess what? I'm still here. And this life that I live here in time and space in the earth plane, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So Paul is just basically saying, I think here, well, again, there's so much here in maybe a basic, uh, you know, kind of approach there. He's saying, hey, look, this is what, this is how, this is what it looks like now. This is what it looks like now for me, now that I've been crucified, now that, that, that the uh, old is gone and the new is here. Now I live a, a life of faith in the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. So Paul's confidence in this life is Jesus Christ. Paul's sustenance in this life is Jesus Christ. The answer to the dilemma of his heart and the, 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 the strength that is necessary for the journey along the way in the very practical day-to-day, everyday stuff, Paul's faith is in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then we see this very intimate, who loved me and who gave himself for me. I see Paul just like putting together faith and love. Faith and love, like put together here in this space. And so like what does that look like for me to, make, to allow Christ and to begin to learn and live a life where I am continually learning, no matter how long I've been walking with the Lord, to trust him in this moment for the issues in my life at this moment, for the struggles that I have in this moment, for the wounds that are kicking up in this moment, for the temptations I have faced in this moment, for the addictions that I face in this moment, for the needs that I have in this world and in this life in this moment, for the uncertainties, for the loss of this moment, Where do I go to find my help? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My help comes from Jesus Christ. He is my help. Paul said, this is the path. 
Learning to continue to trust God with the big and the little things throughout the, the, the day and knowing that this faith is intertwined with a God who loves me and gave himself for me. That, we're, that I'm putting my faith in this moment in Jesus Christ for the issues in my life, knowing that he loves me and he gave himself for me, that there's nothing that he would ever withhold from me. He gave himself for me. It's a faith in the one who has loved Paul. It's the faith in the one who has loved you and me. Moment by moment. It is a surrender to this love. It is a sweet surrender to, the, to this love. God, it says in the Bible, God is love. It's a surrendering to God is surrendering to love ultimately. It's this reciprocation. You invited me to go there and set me free from myself. You now live inside of me. You gave yourself and you love me. Oh, I'm giving everything that I have to you. In the, I want to express that in the deepest way that I can. I'm trusting you now. I'm trusting your love now. Oh. This is not easy. This is a, it's not easy. But it's great. You know, I think the prophet, like I was thinking about the prophet, you know, he said this one thing, you know, he was speaking to the people of God. And again, we're people of God grafted in through the blood, children of Abraham. He said to the people of God, you know, it's one thing I have against you, that you are digging cisterns with your hands, and you're drinking from cisterns that you've dug and honed out with your own hands, and you've kind of you've left me, the cistern of living water, the place where life flows from. You kind of you left it over here. It's the same thing for me. I'm old, I'm, man, I got a gallon of friendlies. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And uh, what God's trying to teach me over and over and over again, Peter, trust in my love. Trust me. Trust in my love. Put your faith in me. I know what your problems are. I know, I know the wounds you have, and I know how they haunt you. I know the fears you have, and I know how they control you and that your whole perception of life is somehow caught up in this filter at times. and You can barely see. I know it. Come to me. Put your faith and your trust in me. You can trust me, the one who loved you and gave himself for you. So I no longer live. You know, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. He is the object of the faith. He's the way. And he's the one who loved me and gave himself for me. Um, it's the one story that I was just going to tell us in closing. And 
Um, you know, as many, as many of those of you who have, we have known for a while, and even if you attend here, you, you may have heard me talk a bit about our journey with our daughter who was born premature and fought for her life for six months in the NICU. And that, that event in our lives changed us forever. But the situation, here's the situation, you know, our daughter is dying in the NICU. She's whisked into surgeries before she's supposed to be born. We're told several times she's not going to make it. Surgeries are performed to try to save their life. She fails, and she's on full life support. And the nurses and the doctors are preparing us for the end. I was six months, six months of that crisis early on in our marriage. During that time, there was a godly man in my life. He was my mentor. His name was Don Long. And while we're going through this suffering and this, this uh, doubt, where are you, God, the pain of watching our daughter die, the, the, the on inability to pray, the fatigue of being up all night, the stress taking our mind and just spinning us out and not being able to just be present, just trying to, it's hard to wake up each day. Seeming like in this moment, like we're crying out, we're crying out, like, where are you? God, where are you? My mentor walked into the hospital one night and he looked at me and he said, Peter, you can trust him. You can trust him. I said, how in the world can I trust him? Where is he? She's dying. I can't even pray. No, you can trust him. And over time, over time, the place where I began to hide myself was in the heart of God, which is love. And then no matter what happened, God would not divert from his love for me, for my family. No matter what the circumstances would be, that's where I hid. I began to say, God, I don't know what's going on. I got all, you know, it's always the whole list I just showed you. Where are you? We're desperate. She's going to die. But I'm going to trust you anyway. I am going to trust faith in what I don't see, your love. I'm going to trust it, and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to run there, and I'm going to just fall there because I have nowhere else to go. And that's, I think, on a deep level, what Paul's talking about here is this, this cultivation and this, this cultivation, this ongoing cultivation of trust and faith in a God who loved us and gave himself for us. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up as we close. And uh, just, uh, just take a moment to just take it in for a minute. Personalize it for a minute. If you have your Bible open, I am crucified. I no longer live but Christ lives in me. This life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and who gave himself for me. I pray that you be blessed today as you walk out, that you're encouraged, uplifted, strengthened, 
In the name of Jesus.
Thank you so much for worshiping with us this morning. Thank you for those of you who are here, those online. If you are in need of prayer, the prayer team's up here on the left. And uh, we just pray that you have a blessed day. Remember, note to self, you are, I am crucified with Christ. Have a great day. God bless.